The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another live show of Strike Points. I'm back from New York, I'm David Naylor, and my co-host as normal is Mikkel Dineb. Hey there, matey. Yep, I'm here and I'm back from Munich in Germany. We've both been away for conferences last week, and I guess going to give a short report from how that went. And uh, Yep. And then I guess we're going to talk about um, a little bit about Facebook, a little bit about Google, Maybe a little bit about security. We see how much we get time for today. But anyway, last week we didn't do a strike point show, but uh, you did a guest appearance on uh, Bass's um, Search Cowboys, right? Oh, no, no, sorry, now it's not yep. called Search Cowboys. State of Search. State of Search, yeah, I'm sorry. They changed the name. State of Search. <laughs> and I did uh, the usual Webmaster on the Roof uh, panel from uh, Germany, where we did a live panel in, uh, in Munich. It was a, it was a little little different this time, a little more difficult, I would say, because eighty percent of the panel was in in German and not just German, but very fast speeding speaking German. And my German is not so good oh, to begin with, and 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 speeding it up like that uh, made it almost impossible for me and Ben from Ezeomas. <laughs> I was the only English speaking people on the panel. However, <laughs> it was it was. Quite interesting. Um, I, you know, I hope it was good. <laughs> I'm sure it will have been. It, it probably was. Um, Marcus uh, Tandler, who is directing the whole the whole show, is a, is a great um, great person. He sure knows how to talk. To talk. I would love to know what um, what he talks about. There's now there is an application for iPhone, an augmented reality application that I would buy. A subtitling, real-time subtitling. So I could just point it on, on Marcus, and I could get some subtitles. That 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 program, I, I would, I would happily pay five dollars. Voice translation, translate yeah. from German to English. Yeah, mind you, I can just like people having so many like big fights and stuff like that. It's like you said what? <laughs> it's like. No, no, no. What I said was this. No, 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 no. My application said you called me a fat pig. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I said you want to go for a pork sandwich. It's like, yeah. Uh, okay. It kind of it kind of reminds me of that uh, Monty Python sketch once. Uh, remember that when he uh, he's in a German shop, I think, with a with a dictionary, trying to make his way through. Um, anyway, it went kind of like what you described. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah. Anyway, it was it was um, as usual. Good good fun down there with the SMX. A surprising thing to me was that uh, there was about twice as many attendees 
for the conference this year than last year in Munich. So we were like seven or eight hundred people, which is really, really great for, for, for a German conference. And I was very surprised to see that. Heavily surprised, of course, and 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 it was a very good audience. I mean, uh, usually it can be a little difficult. Maybe it's just because it's the English-speaking sessions that I usually participate in uh, to get the German audience to ask questions. But this time it was really good. You know, it was very lively. Audience were happy and laughing and asking questions, and so all in all, it was a very good uh, conference. And the raising media that is arranging the conference down there, of course, is now very experienced. So so everything runs pretty smoothly and uh, basically the way it should be <laughs> except for the usual things like internet connections and all that stuff but that's not really their fault <laughs> yeah uh, the internet connection in new york wasn't bad actually this time around oh, okay it must have Except been <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Very possible. No, it's, it seemed to have good connectivity most of the time, which is, a, as you well know in this industry, is a, it, without internet connectivity, well, you might as well just go back to bed and sleep. Yeah, but it, it always kind of surprised me, you know. I mean, we're in the middle of, of, of New York and, and, and Munich. I mean, it's it's two of the major hubs in, in technology and, and, and internet and 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 still you go to these conferences and these hotels where internet just you know it's just not very good you know at best <laughs> so i'm happy to, yeah. to hear that it was it was good in new york this time maybe they're actually getting getting their act together in the hotels uh, because this of course is not nice yeah because i mean this is of course has nothing to do with the people planning the conferences there's only very little they can they can do about that so i'm not i'm not really blaming them for for these issues <laughs> So how was uh, SS, uh, SS in um, in uh... <laughs> It was good. It was very, very busy. I'll have to say that. Um, I went down to the expo hall on the first day, and it was absolutely packed. I mean, see, you, you, I was like, I'm going to have to come back later on. There's just too many people here. <laughs> um and I was like, bloody hell, it's like, th this is like really bizarre. Um, and of course, this time I took Becky with me for the first time. She uh, trip to an SESA in America, which was, um, she obviously enjoyed it. Um, and it was our wedding anniversary as well coming up. So we basically went and bought ourselves some new watches so i think it was most probably the most expensive trip to an ses that i've ever had as well <laughs> that's your own fault <laughs> yeah yeah when you spend like 10 grand on watches i suppose it is your own fault but it was you know what i mean it's we don't treat ourselves very often so so it was good um becky got to meet people like obviously darren and brandy um and like ray from Ray Hoffman for Sugar Ray. Uh, obviously, Chris Ramondi was out there. He was, he was been to my home, so Becky knew him already. A lot of old faces were there as well that Becky had already met over this side of the pond at different conferences. Um, but yeah, it really, really, really good. Um, I didn't get as many sessions as I would have liked to this time. I just feel like either in, in meetings or catching me to do things. There's a couple of crazies there as well well which i think is awesome when you get crazy people um i'm not any crazy people's names but people who was in the expo where i was doing one of those site clinics 
well, no, which crazy lady I meant, and she was crazy. So that was interesting. Um, but it's New York. She, it was, yeah, what, what can you say? <laughs> uh, um, but no, like I say, the attendance seemed up. It seems to be like totally, like, um, I don't want to say back on track. I don't think the SES ever really went off track. I think they went through this kind of like weird little stage when obviously Danny left and Ryan um, took over. But I don't, I don't think, I don't, you know, what I, mean? I don't think there was anything wrong with that period. I just kind of felt that maybe it's the focus or I don't know. Um, it just felt different to me. Um, it certainly doesn't feel that way now. It feels as as good show as it was five years years ago so um amazing um well done to all the people down at SEA. Um, i want to get back on the smx track sometime as well so i need to do that um i haven't spoken there for a while i won't be speaking there at london because it's going head to head with uh matthew wood's affiliate uh few conference over in munich which yeah. i like committed to so so there's no way there's going to be an interesting one because um, Matthew's got a massive following in the UK. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how who who wins out in the SMX versus um, a film. My guess is they'll both win out the same as when PubCom went head to head with SES. I don't think anybody's numbers were drastically down. So. No, and I mean, sure. we had the same thing last week, With although the distance was greater, of course, but uh, SMX in, in, in Munich and SES in New York was uh, in the same week. It was overlapping, I think, with a couple of days. There was there was a few people that, that participated in the first two days at SMX in Munich and then flew into New York for SES, which was a little too much for me to do. <laughs> but uh, Marcus yeah, actually did that. Marcus Stantl did it. Um, but... Uh, I, I, I chose to just uh, do SMX <laughs> this time. Yeah, that's because Max is some kind of rock star. <laughs> yeah, he's so young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm still getting the flights back from New York on Friday. Um, I'm getting old now. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's... Yeah. But it, was, it was good. It was good. I, I still like the fact that people still come up to me and introduce themselves and say things. I listen to your radio show. I read your blog. Um, I mean, cause a lot of the time you just kind of you go through the mode like the ABC of doing your work and getting new clients, bringing on new staff, um, which we did today. Actually, we brought on another member to the team. Zoe Piper has joined uh, the Bronco Masters today. So, Good. shout out to Zoe. Um, it was her first day. I hope hope it wasn't too bad. Everyone complains actually. When they they come over to the the when they start working for us for the first month they don't really do anything and they like they get really panicky that I'm not l making them do anything <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it's like oh, I'm like no 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 it's like it's not the way that we do it what we do is we like get people to come into the company we work you know what I mean get to understand the company how people work how we work our way of thinking we don't have targets what we have is basically we look at what the client needs what the client wants and then we fulfill that and as long as the client's happy that's our target um you, you know, know what you know some, some, sometimes I, I, I went to this, uh, um, another a local uh, business conference uh, this Saturday and did a speak on personal branding so, so totally different than what I usually speak on 
Um, but anyway, there was another speaker there, very interesting guy. He's uh, uh, the founder, uh, director of um, of a Danish uh, IT company called the Miracle. I think they mostly do Oracle based uh, database stuff and so thing thing for for larger corporations and things. He's um, this this company is uh, they started up like ten years ago and they're now 110 people or something like that, um, and they still don't have any organization as he as he explained it. You know, there's no. He's not. He's not. He don't have any middle leaders or, or managers. You know, it, it's it's he. It's him and his partners, and then all the employees. And people are like, how do you how do you manage that then? And uh, don't you have you know guidelines and things and rules and all this stuff? And he said, no. You know, look at your own life. You know, look at your personal life. You don't you don't manage things the way that some people think you should manage companies. And basically, his idea is that that uh, managers create cues, and cues are bad. So get rid of the managers. You know? <laughs> so, this is one big flat organization with 110 people, which is really great. <coughs> he also had a lot of other great uh, points of, of, of because he's been he's been working first. He worked ten years for for Oracle uh, doing database stuff, and then he started this company ten years ago, and they apparently you know been doing really good. They, they you know they have no death and and they have 110 people employed and making money, and so I guess it's it's good. Um, and 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 they've been doing it with with very you know strange kind of 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 ways, and so he was he was explaining one thing to me that that I didn't that I didn't realize so much that um, a lot of these big consulting companies like IBM you know other big companies that that consult uh, are really doing what he very clearly called fraud. Um, they are charging outrageous prices for 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 things like like one of the most funny stories he told was that he he um, he had a client that um, that got a quote from um, for setting up an Oracle database and they wanted to charge him twenty hours to set up the Oracle database and and like I don't know anything about Oracle database but like Moans explained it literally takes twenty minutes and he can even do it without his hand so they made a video you can go to a YouTube and search for the nose job. He he tied his hand to the back, and he installed an Oracle database with his nose in twenty minutes. <laughs> See, so that, that's yeah. I'll be like, I want you to install an Oracle database with your toe. If you're doing it with your nose, you can do it with your toe. No, no, I yeah. want you to st- install one now using your elbow only because that's a fatter part of your body um <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway it was just to demonstrate you know anyway that but there was um, that was uh, quite funny he's a quite funny dude you should actually go and check out uh, the company is called the miracle um and go and search for it they have a they have a, a website with tons of videos that he do and and he is like He's a very crazy dude, you know, the type of guy that suddenly, you know, just for the fun of it, just to scare off his employees. I don't think that would work in the USO. He suddenly walks through the office totally butt naked. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work in my office. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work for you, but that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, could, anyway. I could see, like, um, Carla and Zoe and Hannah really complaining about that. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> they complaining as well. Not, you not you probably little, have not a little complaint, you know. You probably have some rules against that. I maybe need to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my own personal rules: do not walk through the office naked, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But you, know, you said, always like, joke about naked. 
But I think he had a lot of, I mean, although this guy Bones is a, is a little bit extreme, he did have some, some interesting points about how to manage a company, like like don't have managers. Because if you if you let people be grown up people and, and let them, you know, take responsibilities, people actually do. You know, you don't need managers all the time. You know, you don't need, like he, he for a long time, they, they, um, they canceled all internal meetings. They simply said, internal meetings are not allowed. You know, so which you know, he he found out that things work just as fine without the meetings. You know, meetings were really just a waste of time, and 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 you know, basically just let grown up people be grown up and 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 manage their work. You know, they can actually do it. Um, they they do it in their own personal life, and they do it some so many other uh, places. So I think you know, he he got he, he got a few very interesting things about that. Um, so anyway, go and check out his side. He's it's a cool guy. Anyway, I think we probably need to take a short break before we jump into some of the other topics uh, of today. So um, if you guys stay around with us, um, and please welcome our sponsors. We will be back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, xy7.com, has now launched xy7elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of surf, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back 
to Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back. Uh, before the break, me and Mikkel were just basically chewing the fat about conferences and our busy lives on the road. Um, so I suppose we should really cover some other stuff, I guess, Mikkel. What yeah, is and about I think, Facebook? Well, that's a short little story, but it was uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't see it in, 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 um, in the UK because it actually came from a UK scientist, a so-called scientist, that um, came out with his, uh, his um, results last week um, claiming that Facebook gives you syphilis. <laughs> Um, and and he he based his very scientific work, he based his very scientific work on the fact that the, in certain areas, including the area he was working in or is working in, um, there was an increase of syphilis um, that very much matched the increase of Facebook users. So he concluded, Facebook gives syphilis. <laughs> yeah, but I bet at the same time. Google took on more like Gmail accounts and Buzz accounts, so it's most probably that caused the syphilis, not Facebook. Yeah, I'm well, in any sure case, I it. think it's a very good example of how you can not use statistics. Um, and I'm I'm really surprised to see that any scientists want to go out with something outrageous like that. And, and by the way, it was based on on about thirty samples in his area, so thirty people. You know, was basic of his scientific work. <laughs> anyway, it was published on Telegraph, C-O-U-K. So I don't know how how usually they they do stuff like that. But and it and it wasn't even April yet. So um, apparently uh, he meant it. It's also oh. on um, Bad Science as well. Dot net. If you check out that site, there's some funny stuff on there. I'm been wondering whether it it actually helps uh, to wear a condom if you go to Facebook. Uh, that might help. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, ooh, uh, maybe it's a link condom. <laughs> a link condom, yeah. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Anything. Uh, anyway, I think we're going to move on from that um, to something yeah. a lot more serious. Uh, Google last week, as most of you probably have heard, decided to leave China now for real and move all their servers and activities to Hong Kong to try and combat the, the, the Chinese censorship. Uh, that is at least the official version of it, that Google is leaving uh, China because they do not want to censor their results anymore and they do not feel that they can work uh, within China the way that uh, they want to um, work. So the big question, I guess, for the past week has been, what is the true story? Why did Google really leave China? Uh, there's been a lot of, of course, a lot of room for conspiracy theories because Google have not said much except that it's from ethical reasons and because they don't feel that they can uh, operate the type of search engine, the free and open search engine that they want to they wanna, uh, uh, run. Now, of course, there's a few things that doesn't match up here because Google is... As in, in case you, anybody out there doesn't know that, Google is censoring results all over the world. Not in every single country, but in very specific countries like in Germany, where I was just down last week when I heard the news. 
Google sensor results because there are certain kinds of Nazi collectibles and stuff that you're not allowed to trade in the, in in in, um, in Germany, and in France uh, I think it's the same thing that applies and there's some limitation I think in Holland, or maybe at least in in, in Switzerland there are other places around the world where they do censorship, um, they filled out results that are not allowed to be shown at these specific countries, so. It's definitely not just because of the censorship. We kind of know that for a fact because it goes on other places. But there's been a lot of speculation and interesting speculations. But uh, what do you think of it all, Dave? I don't even want to speculate about this. (laughs) As you think, I get into so much trouble. I'm just seeing me never better go to the States again. It's a weird one. You know what I mean? It's like I'm sure that Google has come across situations before where they've went well look let's work this out you know what i mean look at the newspapers you know what i mean it's like look at the books this is stuff where people have gone to them and said hey you can't do this and they've done it and they've they've pushed and they pushed and they pushed um there's got to be something behind it there has to be i hope it's not something like a, a u.s military military government thing, you know what I mean, or not military, what am I on about, yeah, Google's going to invade China, um, you know, I hope it's not a US government thing, The, <coughs> you know what I mean, that, 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 that'd be bad, you know what I mean, it's, it's like, you look at YouTube stuff in in Germany, they didn't back down from that, so there's, there's the reason why they've backed down is like, I can only guess, is money. You know what I mean? There has to be a monetary reason why they've done this. You know what I mean? I can't think for one second that you know what I mean that they would go, okay, if we pull out of China, it's gonna cost us millions and millions and millions in lost revenue. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? And it's like and it's only gonna you know what I mean the only people the Chinese government are not gonna lose out because Google's not there. Chinese people will. You know what I mean? It's like I thought that Google wanted to index the world's information, are they going to stop indexing Chinese websites next? You know what I mean? Or will that be the next card that the Chinese government plays? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know, it's... It's, it's, it, you know, of course, because Google is not actually saying much about this, it, it does open up for a lot of speculations. I think, I think out of all the different theories that's been floating out there, there's, there's kind of three of them that, that, that I'm I'm thinking is is more realistic. Um, the first one is, of course, that first of all, I I totally agree with you. Google did not do this uh, because of ethics. Uh, I do honestly believe that there's a lot of uh, very ethical people inside Google, and there's a lot of people, even in the top management, that have a very, you know, uh, true uh, interest in in um, in in people freedom, freedom of speech, and human rights, and everything. I, I totally honor that, but. Google is not a small startup anymore. It's not just a small company where you can can play these political games and stuff. It's a publicly traded company. And as a publicly traded company, the only responsibility Google has is to their stockholders. They're not running a political party. They're not running a a interest club or anything. And and as far as I know, there's nothing in the laws of public companies that say that you should be ethical. Uh, Actually, it says that you have to be profitable and you have to uh, uh, take the interest of the shareholders very, very serious. And in fact, if you don't take your uh, investors or, or the stockholders' interest serious, you can get sued. 
So if, in fact, Google did this just for ethical reasons and, as you said, said, okay, it doesn't matter, we're going to lose $300 million a year, it doesn't matter because it's the right thing to do, they could actually be sued by the stockholders, as far as I understand. So I am mm-hmm. pretty sure they didn't do this uh, from ethical reasons only. They did it because there's some good business reason to do it. And that good reason could very well be some reason that they don't want us to know about because it could hurt Google and therefore it makes total sense not to tell us about it. So back to the reasons that I found that that might be likely and and keeping in mind that I have no idea whether it's one or the other or or something totally different. But one reason could be that they have realized that they're not going to win the game over Baidu and they're not going to win the game on Chinese uh, soil. So instead of um, instead of getting more and more painful and losing more and more in that market, it would look better if they withdrawn and, and, and came out with this ethical or human right thing. That that could be that could definitely be uh, one reason. Um, and another uh, another reason that I, I saw came up in, 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 in public was maybe Google got something in exchange. Uh, I don't know what, but maybe maybe the, the U.S. government had something to do with it. Maybe they gave them something in exchange, a big government contract or something. I have no idea. Uh, I, I'm sure China China didn't give them anything in exchange for it. Uh, <laughs> really? But, but maybe, maybe U.S. or, or Europe or you know, somewhere else, maybe they... they uh, and that would be, make total sense. Maybe that agreement is secret. Maybe they cannot talk about it, but maybe that will eventually benefit the stockholders. That would make total sense. And I think the last speculation that, that I've seen out there is that maybe, just maybe, the whole thing that, that ignited all this, the hacking thing on Gmail, maybe it was not so much uh, about Gmail. Maybe those hackers was actually funded by the uh, Chinese government or something even more evil. And maybe they did get, get their hands on some of all the different little pieces of secret uh, and proprietary code that Google have and want to protect. Maybe they actually hacked him and got their hands on him. And maybe Google have realized the only way that they can get out of all this is to pull out of China. Maybe it's too dangerous for them to operate on Chinese ground. That would make total sense because, of course, they wouldn't go out and explain that to us. No sensible company would go out and explain how they got hacked and how proprietary code was was stolen from them. And then, of course, they shouldn't. They, uh, they should probably keep that to, to themselves. So I think those two, those three explanations all make total sense to me in one way or another. And of course, it could be something totally different. Yeah, it's I, the hacking side of it. It's like to me, it's like what code would they have really been storing in China? You know what I mean? It's like were they actually crawling and spidering from China, um, or was it more on the AdWords side of data and Gmail side of stuff. I just can't. I mean, I can understand if Google.com was compromised um, and it was central in the USA, which is my guess is that is where they're the most fearful from. I don't know. I just something something doesn't sit something doesn't sit right with me. Um, another thing which is really really crazy is that I know a couple of people. 
poll. And okay, this is not like the like international poll for China here. I know a couple of people that are Chinese nationals, one that used to work for me, um, one that I'm going to be doing some work with in the near future. Um, and if you're listening to Evil Tony, hi. Um, <laughs> there's something in the name now, I guess. And and I speak to them like, it's like, is China really as bad as the way that we portray it in the Western world? And these guys that are living in America, living in the UK, and they say not. You know what I mean? It's not that they're in China anymore and they're like, oh my God, this is it. You know what I mean? It's like, we can't say anything or, you know what I mean? It's like, people will find out, blah, 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 blah. The, you know what I mean? It's the way that it portrayed is really bad. They've got a massive, massive, massive workforce. And I think that scares the US. It scares the US so, so, so much. But I, mean, I also think that there's, that a, there's, a, there's a big, there's a, I mean, like, like, like anywhere in the world, I experience the same thing over and over again. When we, we think that our press in the Western world is so great, and it always tells us the truth. But every time I travel to a country that the press in my country writes about or stories that they write about, and I go to this country and I meet people that are involved in these stories, I find that it's totally wrong. Our, our, our press in our part of the world is, is not very accurate on how things work. <laughs> so I think there's a, big, uh, uh, there's a big difference in how the Western world uh, um, press are portraying things in, in China and the way that the Chinese people sees it. And one of the things that I heard from people that travels a lot in China is that, you know, in our part of the world, we, we kind of look at China as this third world country that is now coming up. But Chinese people actually look at it totally different. They look at us as the newcomers because realistically, the Chinese culture was around way, way, way before us. They had a, a very advanced culture where we were still uh, chopping stones. You know, <laughs> we, we, they were way ahead of us. So they actually look at us yeah. as the newcomers <laughs> and them being like the center of the universe. So of yeah. course that, that gives you, you know, quite a different spin on how, and that's why I think that the Chinese don't even bother about Google not being there. It's just another foreign company from one of these new coming countries. You know, they, I think the Chinese people, even stronger than the American people, feel that they don't need the rest of the world. That America is the center of the universe. As American thinks, um, China is the China, center of the universe. We don't need anybody else. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, that's really one of the things. Um, but, I mean, it is a dictatorship. It is a, a, a restricted dictatorship. I mean, they do have far many more restrictions on how you can operate and their whole legal system uh, sucks. I, I mean, personally, I don't like the country, not so much from what the press is writing, uh, but for what, what the country really is, but that's politics. That's a different thing. I just, you know, I don't like them there. Yeah. Uh, Death sentence and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, the thing for me is, it's. I mean, it's like, the, the thing with like, you've got like China and is it Tibet? Where the... I, I always get I always get this wrong, uh, but you can say like um, China and Tibet, and this is what like the human rights and all the rest of it, blah 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 blah. But then you look at like some of like the Western world, and it's like we have our problems with other countries as well. You know what I mean? It's like I don't see it like the the problem, and I'm, 
and, and you know what I mean I'm just an SEO guy here you know what I mean I'm not kind of like like Mr. Politician and all the rest of it I just kind of feel feel that sometimes that you know what I mean governments should be cut some slack. You know what I mean? The Icelandic government voted on whether they should give us our eighty billion pounds back that they lost when all their banks went belly up because they were over trading. And they voted to. You know what I mean? It's like, well hang on a minute. To me I prefer the Chinese government that so like has this mass production thing that pumps stuff into our economy other than the Icelandic government that has basically raped and pillaged our economy. So well, my- well, well, well that, that's not quite true because what they voted no for, in, in all honesty, what they voted no for What's was giving- not... No, Is that it, wasn't back? Not, it wasn't not about giving the money back. It was about giving the money back plus a 10 times premium on the interest rate, which they didn't want to pay. That's what they voted no for because realistically... They, they voted no because the, the, there was two deals on the table. One deal was really, really bad. And one deal is much, much better. And it's the bad deal that they voted no to. So there's still another deal on the table that they're negotiating. about. the bad deal was with an interest rate that is more than 10 times more than what the European interest rate is at the moment. So I mean, I, I understand why. I, and one thing is to pay back the money. Another thing is to pay back the money and an outrageous interest rate. So I understand that they voted no for that. <laughs> Have you ever gone overdrawn in your bank and seen how much the interest rates they charge you and 50 quid a letter? That's what happens in the UK. If I go overdrawn, apparently what happens when people go overdrawn, I haven't been overdrawn for a while, but they charge you like £50 for a letter, even if you only went £1 overdrawn. You know what I mean? It's like they lost our money. They should give it back, and they should give it back with interest. You know what I mean? It's like we didn't agree for them to sort of like overtrade. You know what I mean? It's like that they promised us the earth, and what did they do? They took our money away. The git. Um, so yeah, I prefer. No, actually, it. actually, it was it was it was private banks that did it. It, it wasn't like the the, the government. Yeah. The, the government just trying to to clean up what what a few of the of 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 of, um, of the I would say criminal types of people in in in. And you know what? Do you know which country is now hiding these people? The criminals that did it? Do you know who's hiding them? America. No, <laughs> England. They're in Britain now. Well, <laughs> that's because, that's because <laughs> most of the bloody properties that they all owned were in the UK as well. Yeah, but the UK, but, but, but the guys that actually did all the, the bad stuff, the UK don't want to take away their, their properties. Doesn't that make you think a little bit? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's big politics. We may be moving a little bit away from <laughs> from what we really should be talking about. As you said, we're not politicians. We're just some. <laughs> okay, let's take <coughs> right now and see if we can get back track after the break. Yeah. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. AFCON 2010. The trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free is making its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register now at AFFCON2010.com. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to the final part of Strike Point. And before that, what's happening? I can hear music. Stop it. <laughs> it's like, it Dude. fades out, Dave. I can it, still it, hear it. I know, but it's supposed like, to. No, it's trying just to it, make it a little more fashionable and yeah. a young feel to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're old school. It's you, like, you want it to go like so you want to just go like you want to just go like this? That's it? Welcome yeah, back. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When the advert none of this fade and stuff like that. It's like, god damn it, it's like we're back straight in there. Okay, I'll cut it out quickly from now on. No problem. Just you can like just drop it down slowly. Maybe it's a tooth second and not like the 20 seconds that it feels like. I kind of feel that it's going to come back up and I'm not I'm not ready yet. So I'm like... <sighs> Darren complains if I don't do that. That's why. Anyway, I think the music is gone by now. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we live? <laughs> yeah, I think we're live. So <laughs> anyway, um, one thing that I wanted to touch about a little bit today also is um, Security. Uh, I know we've been talking about hacking and stuff in the past a lot, and uh, not so much because 
Uh, actually, not because we want people to do any kind of hacking, hacking but uh, quite the contrary, we want people to protect themselves. And the fact is that most of the web, or at least a lot of the web, is still very unsecure. There's a lot of unsecure applications and there's a lot of, well, basically websites that are not constructed the way that they should be. And then um, I just came to think of it um, in this week because I had to finish up some stuff on, on a website that I just... Uh, I just read it, a Danish website for one of my services. And um, and one of the last things I had to check before going live was uh, to make sure that uh, the site was as secure as I can uh, possibly make it. And I think it was kind of a good lesson for me uh, because I'm not a very... I'm not. I'm, I'm not a security expert in any way. Let's not, let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm probably like like most webmasters. I, I read stuff and and I know a little bit about uh, what you can do with cross site scripting and injections and stuff. And, and I'm trying to protect myself against it. But but even doing so, um, I realize that, that there's so many different ways in. And and um, and for instance, one thing that that I I just thought about uh, reading up on, 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 on some of the injection stuff is, I mean, basically, you should sanitize all user input. So I've been going through all the usual stuff with with forms and, and any kind, basically, of, of, of user inputs, either using post or get methods, anything, you know, sanitizing it, making sure that the only thing that gets through to my SQL um, uh, statements are, are things that, that I want in there and not anything else and get rid of the rest. But one thing I didn't realize before I, I was doing this project was, hey, what about sanitizing um, input from cookies? I never actually thought about that, but hey, a cookie is very easy to edit. You can go in and edit your cookie. And and if for some reason you, you load stuff in your cookie directly into an SQL statement, hey, there you got it. You can inject stuff. And actually, I wasn't thinking about that before I, I was working on this project. It was just kind of related, uh, reminded me that there's so many different ways that um, <coughs> that users can input stuff into your application. Well, actually, you input stuff into your application, but they can they can change it, tweak it, and um, so I, I've been I've been you know I've been 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 doing my own stuff uh, on 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 trying to protect. But once you know the holes, once you know where they can they can input stuff, it's not that difficult to sanitize it actually. Uh, but you got to be aware of it. So um, I know you you've been working a lot more on the on the more hardcore end of technologies, uh, Dave. So what's um, what, what 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 are you usually doing with um, with with all that stuff to protect your new sites? The cookie ones is interesting actually, um, because it it does hold like an awful lot of information. And one of the things that we noticed on Twitter is that if somebody was logged in with the right little application there, you could steal their cookie, drop it into your browser, and you would log in as them, and then you could change your passwords and stuff like that. So. It's, you know I mean, cookies is a dangerous one. Um, and I think you're right. Most people overlook those. Um, I think the other one that people often overlook is um, letting users create their own passwords. I think that's always dangerous. Um, not for... Um, why, why, why do you think that's uh, dangerous from what point of view, except for, of course, sanitizing the input? But what, what what's dangerous about um, creating it? Because I think the people naturally share Air passwords. I know I do in my office. Um, and, you know, what I mean, it's like, and while I was in New York, my blog got deleted and stuff like this, and there wasn't a brute force of, uh, 
action. It was basically somebody used a, an old password that we thought we'd taken off there, and it wasn't. It still had admin rights. So, you know I mean, that's just crazy stuff, you know what I mean? But if, if people know that someone uses the same password over and over and over again, which a lot of people do, um, the case is, is that, you know what I mean, it, it, you're leaving yourself open. Um, and you're leaving yourself open for the next person to come along. You know what I mean? All you've got to find out is that if people know I use password XYZ all the time um, and they see that, oh, I mean, he's got this, he's a member of this website, I wonder if his password password would work on there. Boom, in you go. Um, and if that person has got administration rights, then you've got havoc on your hands, so to speak. So sanitizing, I think that passwords you shouldn't be shouldn't allow user created passwords um they should be tied to email accounts um you know what i mean and the, that's it's one of the, the stupidest ways you know what i mean and i feel stupid due to the like i say due to the fact that it's like it happened to me uh, um and i kind of should know better realistically um so yeah user passwords Obviously, anything that runs a script, check for your four four errors, leaking things like your root domain passes, um, paths, and things like this. Because there's obviously that's always crazy. So make sure that if you do create a four four page, that it doesn't all generate four four dot net servers are notoriously bad for this. Four four page work happened on here. SQL overflows again. The standardized error pages will tell you where the errors. That. So turn off error reporting in your PHP scripts, in your .NET scripts. Um, you know what I mean? But it's getting—it just seems to be getting a lot worse. You know what I mean? It just seems to be that there's more bad, bad out there. Which, which is another thing. It. Which is reminding me of another thing with um, with uh, four four pages specifically on IA um, informa Internet Information Service, uh, Microsoft Information Service. One thing that I found out, I was setting up a. a, a a, a, um, I, I haven't actually done that very much because I usually have programmers do it, but in this case I had to do it myself. So I was setting up a custom 404 page, and I was I was um, and I was then checking it on different browsers and checking it on um, Internet Explorer. I was like, why on earth didn't it show my custom 404 page? It it continued to show the standard error page from the IIS server, and I was like, what is going on here? Why it was mapped? Correctly, and I mean, I, I've been working IS server. Sometimes I, I do know how to map a 404 uh, error to a custom file, and and it just didn't work for me. And and then I found out one thing that I didn't realize before, is that your custom file, and this was only because it was I put up just a test file to check out that if I set everything up right. But the thing is, if that file is less than I think it's like 32k or something. I, I don't know exact uh, chop off or, or threshold. But if the if the if your custom for for file is smaller than a certain size, the IIS will not show it. Then it will show the default standard. And I guess it's probably yeah. the same with a lot of the other custom uh, error pages you can set up. If if it doesn't contain enough information, then it shows the default uh, errors from from the server. So that's something that I personally wasn't aware. Of course, it wasn't a problem because once I, I actually put the stuff into the full full page that I wanted to show, the, you know, the usual help and yeah. you want to go there in the search box and that stuff. Then of course it, it wasn't a problem. But it was just one thing that I, that I personally didn't realize before before now. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, those kind of things you want to you want to definitely want to get in place as well. Yeah, I mean the the cookie one's awesome. 
You know what I mean? It really is. You know what I mean? The amount of stuff that they store in a cookie these days. Um, and not I mean? and not only it's not only a question of what you store in your cookie, but also how do you use it on your website? Because I mean, if it's only stuff that that uh, you present in in you know maybe let's say a breadcrumb or something that you put it, or last page visitors or something that you put in a cookie. It's it's pretty uh, safe, but the problem is if it's a password or user uh, input of some kind that you then take like a form input and 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 inject into an SQL statement. In that case, you have exactly the same problem as you would have with any other kind of, of user input. Now, in my case, for this uh, particular website that I set up, I'm not actually taking any input from from a cookie into an SQL statement, but I could just as well have been doing that if I had a login section or secure section of the site. I might have done that. Uh, and I'm sure I have done it in, in the past on other websites. So it's definitely one thing to keep in mind that that I wasn't very aware of. Yeah. Um, I see the, slightly going off tangent, the buzz notes I saw the new Google interface today. Um, I've put in the forum the, the the big flash file so you can see it in like nice and clear quality um, if anyone's interested in that. Uh, that looks interesting. Um, I should have done the local side. The map goes right away across the screen. Um, you get no organics for local. Oops. <laughs> um, so it's it's an interesting one if you haven't seen that. Sorry, I went on off slightly there, but, but I did notice that Bass was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, about which it. which which kind of reminds me that um, anybody that is listening to the show now live. And is not in the chat room. You can go to Webmaster World or Webmaster Radio. FM. <laughs> go to the chat there. Um, in, in case you're not in the chat room, you are actually losing out a whole lot of things because there's a lot of people in there, and there's a lot of comments flying into us. We're reading the chat as we speak, and uh, we get questions. But not only that, we also get some comments and some interesting, uh, interesting comments. And we also sometimes post links in there, and other users are posting links to what we're talking about and data to back up what we're talking about, or maybe sometimes data that um, that proves that we're totally wrong. <laughs> in any case, it's interesting to be in that chat room. So next time we do a live show next Monday, you should definitely uh, go there and check it out. So we can yeah. get and I guess, uh, Matt, if... If it is next Monday, we'll find out if it was an April Fool's joke. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, then you should have logged into the chat room, shouldn't you? Um, yeah, exactly. And that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> but we'll have a yeah. look on Monday and we'll discuss it then. <laughs> Matt's right. It is where all the cool kids hang out. It is. So anyway, I think we're running out of time. Once again, we've been talking for an hour. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. And... Um, I think we are doing a live show next Monday, right? Even though it is Easter and all that. Uh, in Denmark, it's a very uh, secret day on, on a sacred day on, on, on Monday. Uh, but I'm not that holy, so I'm going to be around. And I hope we will be able to do a live show. <laughs> yeah. And here's one thing. Yeah, people, it is going to be April Fool's Day coming up. One thing I put out there, April Fool's Day, all link bait day, your call. Yep. So uh, maybe we will talk about all the good link base that came up this week on next Monday. So um, stay happy and uh, see you all next Monday. Have you seen? Look at Brasco trying to get that music in already. He's like, now, now, now. It's like, now. Yeah, but it, it, because he wants you to kind of like sing on top of it. Na, 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 <laughs> Not gonna happen. Next time, next time, Brasco. 
Brasco, we are actually going to sing, and that's gonna that's gonna hurt you. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard us okay. sing yet. <laughs> okay, dudes. Thanks to all the guys in the chat room. Speak to you later, guys. <laughs>